Binkley I didn't get to speak to. Dr. Binkley, I don't know how I missed you, but anyway. And uh, you're the good one. And uh, that's what you always say. And, uh, and so, uh, so it's easy. But uh, if I hadn't got a chance to speak to you, I look forward to that. I need to take a little quick poll here. I am a, you know, when, when, uh, when obese people quit sweating, it means they're about to explode. I'm really warm. Can I leave my jacket off? I don't, I don't, if you're going to tweet that, I'm putting it on. Um, so I, let, me, let me see, let me see how I do. If the sermon's bad, you know the power was in the coat. And uh, so, but anyway, we're, we're going to go. Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4. If you're part of our middle school or elementary school, you can head toward the back for your great time. Make sure you got your Sunday school book or your uh, devotional book. Then check that in and uh, see how you did reading God's Word and hiding it in your heart. And so if you want to do that, and we're, we're there. Just a few verses this morning, and it's neat how the Lord's kind of worked this out. Ephesians chapter 4. If we do it just one more time, let's stand. We read God's Word together. If you're willing and able, stand to pay honor to God in His Word. I'm missing anybody. Anything? Thank you. Ephesians 4, verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk. It is one of those command words. There's 39 of them in these last three chapters. That you don't live not as other Gentiles walk. He's not making an ethnic distinction, he's making a spiritual distinction. Don't act like lost people. In the vanity, the emptiness. The pointlessness of their mind. What do you mean? Having their understanding darkened, being alienated, separated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. We'll see later on, not today, their willful ignorance because of the blindness of their heart. Beautiful expression there. Verse 19, who being past feeling calloused, as we're talking about the heart, it'd be be scolorosis, having given themselves over to all kinds of sexual sins, all kinds of any kind of depravity, lasciviousness, great old word, we don't use it anymore, but it is, it is exactly on point. To work all uncleanness with greediness. I want what you have so much. I will take it. And I want to help us today. I want to help us. What is a, how to walk worthily? A growing church, then, is full of changed people. A growing church, last time, is a growing up church. A growing church, this time, is a church full of changed lives. Would you pray with me, Father? <clears throat> Lord, thank you. Lord, I get emotional. I get emotional thinking about my grandfather. I think emotional getting about him being there in the Texas Towers and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Lord, I... I see the pictures of my dad serving in Germany and the buzz cut and, and his buddies. And Lord, I can very quickly press play and remember the story of my dad coming back from Germany and my mom and <coughs> her friends going down to get my dad and his nephew, my cousin, as they reported back from from their duty, and on and on, I can go. And so, Lord, we, we just are thankful. We're thankful for a, volunteer, a voluntary military. We're thankful for, Lord, just so many that serve with honor and distinction and, and do so much 
But Lord, our focus is not just there today. The nation will pause and catch its breath this weekend, tomorrow to do that. So as we honor those, we, we focus now on the scripture. And Lord, I know, Lord, of many days, Lord, Lord, we're a little more conscious of our clock because of the cookout. So I pray I'd use my words well. I'd speak clearly. I'd enunciate well. <clears throat> I pray that you'd get the glory from what's said. And I pray you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, help us. Help us as we are framed and up against, Lord, another heartbreak and tragedy in our country. And give us biblical template for this. And give us real compassion. Help us not fall prey to the talking heads on the cable channels. Lord, real people really hurting. And so, may we speak truth and love. And I pray you'd help us. Speak through me this morning. I pray, Lord, use me, I ask. May I be faithful to the text. The Holy Spirit of God, work in our hearts. I pray it in your son's wonderful name. And amen. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Howard Hendricks famously said about the church and about spiritual gifts. He said, what is, uh, what is, what is to, what do you think about these? What do you think about how we're to do things and all? And Howard Hendricks, reportedly of Dallas Theological Seminary, said so many times the church is a lot like, is a, lot like a big college football game. A hundred thousand people desperately in need of exercise, looking at 22 people desperately in need of rest. How many of you have ever thought that about a church organization? Man, there's a whole lot of folks, man. Man, those folks are really busy, really busy. Uh, somebody passed me another cheesecake. And a piece of cheesecake, and we're there. And he says that. And so we're talking about a growing church and a healthy church. we got to understand not everybody's, not everybody's on the field, but everybody needs to be on the field. Not everybody's doing what they need to be doing, but everybody can do. And so he walks us through. I've given you a few things. I've given you a little run and start there. If you grab one of the handouts. How many of you got one of the handouts? How many of you wish you had one of the handouts? Wish you had one of the handouts right there. $5. And uh, if, you, if you've got one, maybe you can share. If you're not using yours, if you're hot, you can use it to fan. But I remind you, go back to verse 1. He talks about the unity of the faith. What unifies us? What unifies us? What unifies us is what the Scriptures teach. We're not just unified in purpose. We're not just unified because we're Baptists. We're not just unified... <coughs> excuse me, because we're middle class or, or lower middle class or upper middle class because we like to volunteer or we don't like to volunteer. We're not unified because of those things. That makes for groups and that makes for interesting chat rooms on social media. But because of who Jesus is and what Jesus has said, that brings us together. If you go back to chapter 3, he talks about those from all kinds of backgrounds. He has transformed into this body that he calls the church. Therefore, we really... Reject this idea of this, uh, this strident individualism. No, we're to be unified. We're a family. We've got a one king. We've got our mission that's set before us. And so he lays that out there for us. <coughs> Excuse me. He talks about we have this purpose. For this purpose. You're there in chapter 4. You can follow along with me if you want. Chapter 4 there, he says, he says, you walk worthy of the vocation where you're called. He starts walking the street. He's going to come back to it. Verse 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. <coughs> Excuse me. And then he walks us into their, this idea of a gift. And so the church is the gift to the believer, and Christ is that. And Christ has given out these gifts. And every one of you have something, at least one thing you can do for Jesus. And a healthy body is people 
using, utilizing their spiritual gifts, spiritual giftedness. In America, we like to pay people to do things spiritual. We like to, somebody else to do this, and that's not what he's teaching. He said, you make this up, and you function this way. You function this way. He gives gifts. He talks about the gifted men there, these spiritual leaders who get to train and to equip, and that's one of the beautiful things that they get to do. And then, and then the saints then, if you go to verse 7 and 8, the saints are to do I'm sorry, the verse 12, the saints are get to do the work of the ministry. And a great function, excuse me, a healthy functioning church. Man has people. What can I do? How can I do? Let me serve. Let me do something. Let me let me serve. He even ties it in there. The equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, that's how you grow. You don't grow just by reading about it. And I said, I said last time, <coughs> you can read all you want. You read all the ones books that you want about how to kiss. But if you want to learn how to kiss, and this doesn't go for you single people, if you want to learn how to kiss, man, you just got to pucker up and, uh, and, and, and practice and practice. And we'll be married 26 years in a couple of weeks, and, and I enjoy practice. <laughs> Nobody laughed. I don't know how, what this is. And, uh, and so you got, you got to do that. You don't learn how to cook reading a book. You learn how to cook getting your hands dirty. You don't learn how to do knife work. You, get, you do these kind of things. And so we do this. So he says you're to be equipped, and then you do the work of the ministry. He walks us through that, and he goes on. I said last time, how's that work out? How's it work out? One is becoming more Christ-like. Becoming more Christ-like. Well, I don't know what's happened to us in the last 40, 50 years here in the United States. <clears throat> People say they know Jesus, and they don't act like they know Jesus. Anybody else concerned by that? They give lip service, but man, their, their life. And I'm talking about their life. I'm not talking about sins not wreaked out. I'm not talking about they've having trouble. I'm not talking about struggling. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that unrepentant attitude that I can do just like everybody and act like everybody else, and there's never been a change in their life. That, that's, not, that's not biblical Christianity. There's to be a maturing Christ likeness. He said there's to be a doctrinal stability, not tossed to and fro like children. Every time somebody comes out with something new on YouTube, they go, oh, that's neat and that's cool. Look, look, my man's in the basement with the camera pointed at him and he put a video out. It doesn't mean it's true. Somebody say amen to that, by the way. Just because somebody got on the radio doesn't mean it's true. I mean, what does the scripture say? And so we get our authenticity there. He says, truthing in love. So speaking the truth in love. And truth is the medium. If I say medium... How many of you think of paint and oil color, oil paint and all that? The medium there that you paint in. If I say medium, how many of you think, how many of you go to gardening and the potting soil then becomes the medium for the plant to grow in? <clears throat> this is to be it. This is to be the air that we breathe is the truth of God and His Word. This is it. This is spiritual growth. Spiritual growth comes as you learn the Word and you get in the Word and the Word gets in you. Saturday morning group, I don't remember who said it, it may have been Riley, it may have been Brandon, I don't remember who said it. They said, as I've become more faithful in my devotional time, and as I've been learning more about who God is, I am seeing Him do something marvelous in my life. Guess what that is? That's truthing. That's speaking the truth in love, getting it in there. Say, I want to grow in the Lord. It'll start this afternoon and tomorrow morning. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow Grow, grow. And so we're not doing anything, excuse me, we're not doing anything other, we may add to it, 
But we're keeping the core and the central focus on the Scripture. And then out of that, the body joins, the body works like it's supposed to. Works like it's supposed to. There's healthy, healthy, healthy service. If all those are working, if all those are working, then that's where we should be. So he brings us to this point. He says, all right, here's where I'm at. You need to walk the right way. And he's right back to where he was. Verse number one. Because all these things, you need to walk the right way. One guy was reading behind. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, he said, just like Johnny Cash wrote this. And I thought, I've been studying too long. What in the world? Where in the world do you find Johnny Cash in Ephesians 4? Now, for those of you under 40, Johnny Cash is a singer. And he was known as the man in black. And if you get real bored, you can Google him, but you're going to get an earworm, and it's your fault. Because all of his songs were really, really, uh, really, uh, really good ditties there. A lot of his songs were, as I remember. But he says, it's like Johnny Cash. He said, and I, so I looked at it. <coughs> he said, apparently Johnny Cash's hit song, I Walk the Line. If you start humming it, people around you are going to throw something at you. Was his first number one song. The story goes, he wrote it backstage just after being married as a pledge of devotion to his wife. He wrote, since you've been mine, I will walk the line. I'm a fool for you. Since you've been mine, I will walk the line. Well, maybe he was singing Ephesians 4. Maybe he was just trying to tell her he'd be okay, she'd be okay because she married him. I don't know. You're supposed to do this. You know Christ and things are supposed to be different. Now, let me help you. What I'm saying to you, most of you are nodding going, okay. <laughs> but what I've said is unbelievably radical. That people who follow Christ are supposed to live differently and act differently and think differently. It's unbelievably radical in 2022. It's disturbingly radical in 2022. He's really he just got the one thing. And again, for time's sake, I'm just going to give you this, uh, this idea here. And so I want to... I want to help you with it. It's what he says. He, he says, I'm going to break it out, but he says, don't live like lost people. Stop living like lost people. Excuse me. He says, don't live like lost people. Don't live like lost people. Don't live like them. Don't live like lost people. Notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say don't live with lost people. We're not joining a commune. We're not going to all move out in the desert somewhere, sit around in tents and sing together at night. Interact with lost people, but stop don't behave like they do. Say, prove it to me, preacher. Glad you asked. Glad you asked. You're there in verse 17. <clears throat> this I say and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not. Live, don't live like other Gentiles. Again, he's not being ethnic here. He's being spiritual. In the emptiness, the vanity of their minds. The vanity of their minds. <clears throat> Francis Falcon said there must be the complete abandonment of the old way of living. He tells them, don't live like the Gentiles do. Don't live, as, you're to walk differently, you're to act differently. If we're to simply do the things everybody else, and there's something that, wrong there. If you act like, talk like, think like, behave like, react like, people who don't know Christ, there's something spiritually wrong. Something spiritually aberrant in your life. Nod your head if you're with me here. I know all kinds of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why I've told the story. You know, I hate telling people I'm a pastor. Not because I'm ashamed of it, but because they get real spiritual. You're real spiritual. Oh, yes, brother. <clears throat> now, they just cussed everybody who's ever been born, you know, then they find out I'm a preacher. Oh, yes, brother. And I'm going, God's going to strike you. 
And I know he's got good aim, but I still don't want to be that close to the sizzle. And, uh, you know, don't give me that old brother. I stopped asking people to go to church. I stopped that before I came here, but I really stopped when I got here. <laughs> we moved here. I thought everybody was going to church because people would say, yeah. I just asked him, you got plans Sunday morning? Got plans Sunday morning? You asked him to go to the church? Yes, yes. I went somewhere 22 years ago, you know, accidentally on a Tuesday. You know, no, I, I want to know. I want to worry. Well, you got plans tomorrow. You got plans tomorrow morning. You got plans Sunday morning here. Don't do this. There's to be an abandonment. There's to be a man. He says, he says, I testify. I want you to catch that one word there. Testify. Same where we get martyr or mart- martyros there. <clears throat> Some of you got a little note in your Bible, a little center column note or something says insist. It's the idea. It's, it's, uh, it's before it became really associated <clears throat> with uh, what we would call martyrdom. A martyr was someone who would testify, typically legally, and then it became they testified as they died. And again, it's just the same idea there. I call you into account before the judge of the ages that you're to walk differently. Your life, if you are belong to Jesus, is to be different. All he brought us to there in 1, 2, and 3, all he's brought us about in the first 16 verses, he brings it to a point. Life is to be different for you. How is it to be different? How is it to be different? And he's going to walk through, and I'm going to give you the negative, we'll give you the positive, and the Lord willing, next time, and I'm going to give you some hope at the end here. He's got four ideas there. If you're taking the notes, you can look at it and you see it. <coughs> he's going to talk about the hardness of heart, the darkness of heart, the deadness that comes, and then the recklessness that comes. The recklessness that comes. Say, so where are you at? Where are you at? I've got just a few minutes here. Are you still with me? Say amen. amen. And I want to bring it, I want to really talk about some things that are going on in our country, if you'll allow me here as we build the case. Can we do that? He says, verse 17, walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the emptiness of their minds, having your understanding darkened. He starts off there. <coughs> he starts off there talking about hardness. Hardness. The Greek word there is uh, porosis there, which is the idea of a stone, something harder than marble. He literally could be saying a heart of stone, a heart of stone. The hardening of their hearts. They are unwilling to respond to the truth of God. They're unwilling to respond to the truth of God. I think that takes its way. One, they can remove themselves from the truth of God. You ever notice that? Well, I, don't want, I don't care. I don't want to listen. La, 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 la. And they remove themselves from the truth. You ever notice that? Anybody here besides me? You ever, you ever notice you got, you got sick or vacation or... or or something, and you, and, you, and you missed a service or two, and then one service was so weird, one Sunday. And then two Sundays was still pretty weird, and then three wasn't too weird, and then four and five was no big deal. To the, to, to the such that when you come back, you're like, oh, man, man, that guy's just nailing me. What's he been doing? What's he been doing? He's been stalking me on social media. He's just talking about everything going on in my life. And, and you and you kind of you kind of feel that way. You ever you ever notice? You ever notice that same thing with exercise, same thing with eating well and just cutting out processed foods, whatever it is. And we're here and hardness. Lost people are experiencing hardness of heart. They do not want to respond to the truth of God. So how do they do that? Well, that's your opinion. Anybody besides me sick of that? That's just your opinion. We don't even say that anymore. Folks under thirty, they go, well, that's your truth. Now, again, I've said it, I'm publicly, if it happens, all of you are co-conspirators. 
And whenever somebody says, that's your truth, I want to take a bat and go, you do not get to say that. There's no such thing as personalized truth. There's just truth. This is just true. Please stop saying that. Please stop saying that. And, uh, and I say that with a smile on my face and a bat in my car. And uh, you, can't, you can't, you don't get to do that. That's what we do. Well, I want to do this. I want to, I want, no. No, there's, there's truth. There's truth. We need to hear the truth. He doesn't speak just of a hard heart, but a hardened heart. They're stubborn. I refuse to listen to God. I refuse to listen to God's word. I don't care what God says. And by the way, here's how you know you got spiritual heart problem. You hear the truth and you go, uh-uh. You get stubborn and you get hard. And, you, and then you get angry at the truth. You get angry at the truth tellers. You get angry, excuse me, at, at the scripture. You get angry at people who are trying to give you that. And you have spiritual heart disease because your heart is hard. And there's a hardness of heart. Let me help you. Anybody know anybody with a hard heart? Man. Talk about sin, you talk about truth, talk about God, talk about, talk about eternal life, whatever it is. And <clears throat> heart's hard. There's a second idea here. Second idea here, he talks about darkness of heart. Their heart becomes dark. Verse 18, they've been separated from the life of God. So, excuse me, uh, <coughs> they have an absence, of, they are darkened in their understanding. They have an absence of spiritual understanding. We don't have the time, but if you flip over Romans 1, if you're taking notes in the app or on your Bible or something. Write, write Romans 1, 18 through about 28 there. But particularly Romans 1, 21. And their foolish heart was darkened. You don't, you don't get a steady diet of HBO Max and not have your heart darkened. You don't do the top ten on Netflix and not get your heart darkened. You don't troll the rooms where they're exchanging child pornography in exchange for code cracks so you don't have to avoid paying for Adobe Illustrator and not get your heart hardened. You don't swim in, drown in <coughs> pornographic speech <coughs> and unbelievably, unbelievably explicit talk and not begin to have your heart hardened to the point where you become darkened to it and it no longer bothers you and moves the needle. They interviewed someone who was portraying an actress in one of these programs. <clears throat> I tuned in. I tuned in. I thought it was about Spider-Man. I tuned in for a second. And I looked at it. She started talking, talking about the drug use and this and this and this and this that she was portraying. She's almost 30. She said she'd heard from all these young people commenting to her that that was how they were and they wanted to be like her. This is a completely, overwhelmingly malignant portrayal of life without God set up as an example and a role model to young ladies. And I grieved. I thought I was going to hurl on the remote before I could change the channel. And I hurt for her. Because that's a hardened heart that's now so enveloped in darkness they don't know what's going on. Don't live like the Gentiles. Don't live like the pagan. Don't live like lost people. They got a hard heart. They got a dark heart. Darkened heart, rather. Then they experience what he calls here deadness. Deadness. You're still there in Ephesians 4. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance of them because of the blindness 
of their heart. They've been separated from the life of God. We call that spiritual death. Ephesians, excuse me, Romans chapter 6, <coughs> excuse me, that uh, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Separation is implied here, and deadness is there. So how do you... How do, you, how do you drive an SUV into a, parade, a crowded parade of people and be thrilled that you killed them last year? How do, you, how do you walk into a grocery store? Walk into a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, about four miles from one of our church plants and kill people because of their ethnicity smirk about it. How do you get 18? How do you get 18? Help me. Not to the people you said bullied you. But the second, third, and fourth grader. Strangers. <laughs> How do you walk in? How do you walk in and send 21 people in eternity after you kill your grandmother? Look right at me. If I thought, if I thought laws would make us better people, I'd be twenty-four-seven law politicians, uh, government. I'd, 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 if I if I thought we we've forgotten which words are we've forgotten which words are nouns and which words are adjectives. We're against violence, whether it's with a vehicle or a gun or a knife or a chlorine bomb we're against the violence but we're stunned at the adjective and we, we got to get back to being stunned at the other thing the violence <coughs> they interviewed Keith, Keith or Sutherland receiving some award I, I caught it uh, a couple years ago when I was, I was having Smith's insomnia he said they wouldn't let him say certain words on TV, but the network, when he was doing the 24 television show, which ran for every many seasons, he said, but they had no limit on the body count. But they objected to me using four-letter words. I could kill 100 people an episode, and they were fine. But I couldn't use one word. He said, isn't that funny? One word never hurt anybody. But I could portray killing all these people, and they'd give me a raise. I wonder if our heart's not a little messed up. We celebrate the wrong thing. We're upset. Their foolish heart was darkened. How do you get a Ted Bundy? How do you, <coughs> how do you get a John Wayne Gacy? How do, you, how do you go here? How do you do that? Because, because there is a spiritual deadness that comes in. Don't act like them. There ought to be a starkness. That's distinct between them. There's immorality that always follows up. Always follows up. I, I almost can think, and again, it's the other side of my treatment, so I'm not real sure. First time somebody told me, first time somebody told me, well, all that matters is love. Well, I was like, well, I love your truck, so can I steal it? Uh, you know, all, all, and I, I know what, I think I know what they're meaning. They're trying to be polite. But no, no. No. Heart's desperately wicked. It's not, 
no matter what I, what I love there. He talks about licentiousness, wanton violence there. They've abandoned themselves. We talked about this Wednesday night. And I just want to help you. I, I, want, uh, I, I don't know what's going on a lot lately is a Romans 8, 28 kind of thing. I just don't think it is. I really do think it's a Romans 1 kind of thing. I think it's a, <coughs> excuse me, I think it's the first Timothy chapter 2, evil men and seducers wax worse and worse. I, I think this is what it is. The further we get away from the truth and from God, and the less restraint we see with people, they've not been exposed to biblical truth. They've not been exposed to anyone saying that. And there is no fear of God. And this is what we see. And again, let me help you. Let me help you. If you think I'm minimizing for a fact for a second, It had been bad enough a 50-year-old did this. But a child so disillusioned, say he's 18 as a child. child so disillusioned, so filled this, so influenced demonically, satanically, that they would do so influenced this way. People trying to make political hay out of it makes me want to vomit. 19 parents buried a child. One of the teacher's husbands, after the fact, had a heart attack. Double funeral. Sin's not that bad. Here's how it works. Darkness. Excuse me. Hardness and darkness. And deadness. And then recklessness. This word recklessness. Where do we get there? Having lost all what? Who being in time, being past feeling, verse 19, give themselves over into lasciviousness, all kinds of sin, to work all uncleanlessness with greediness. They want it. They were beyond feeling like callous skin. Bishop Mool said, they have got beyond the pain. Nothing hurt. So they gave themselves over to any and all types of sexual perversion. Let me, let me help you. Let me remind you. This is to be one of the distinct differences. Inside of marriage, God said this is where it's permitted. Outside of marriage will not work. That's why, again, the suicide rate is so high among people who are sexually promiscuous because after a while, it no longer matters. It no longer feels. And television is so wrong here that I would just be happy if I could be with that person. And you understand as well, that person's not what makes you happy to start with. And then you get outside of marriage and all these kind of things. <coughs> Excuse me. Dennis Rodman, when he was doing his NBA speech, he talked about his father, who he had almost no relationship with, who had fathered 40-some children, my last count. Why won't this man love me? There's a darkness that's there. There's a deadness. And then there's a recklessness. There's an unrestraint. Abandonment to sin. R. Kent Hughes says, Our culture is hell-bent in its cavalier, reckless pursuit of sin. It makes psychopaths into martyrs and celebrities and drag queens into role models. Don't live like lost people. Don't live like lost people. 
There's a difference. Say, it won't happen to me. And you say, well, preacher, I know lost people, and they've not done this, and they haven't left their spouse, and, and they haven't robbed a bank, and they haven't done... Just because they haven't done everything they could do doesn't mean they're not somewhere on the process. It's because somewhere someone's given a biblical truth. BTK killer was arrested and caught because he was a treasurer at his church. He used the wrong disc and they caught him, wrong USB drive. Preacher, you're making this out to be real bad. Now here, let me, let me narrow it in. I've talked sensationally on purpose. Because if you're going, all those people are really bad sinners. And then there's the, the ones of us. No, no, you miss it. Without Christ, we're all really bad sinners. Apart from God's saving grace, we're all really bad sinners. We're capable of any evil apart from the restraining influence of the Holy Spirit and, and the sanctifying influence of the Scripture. Apart from that, we're capable of anything. And you have hardened your heart if you think, I'm better than those other people. No, you just hadn't got there yet. We're stunned by what TV tells us to be stunned by. You may understand to meet the quota for the numbers we throw out, the 62 million children who've lost their life, that's over 100 a day in the United States. But we don't lose our mind over that because it's not on TV. We've gotten dulled to the things that all to matter. As a preacher, you're really on top of things. That, let me remind you, I was in verse 16 last week. I'm in verse 16, 17, 18, and 19. This is how the text goes. This is where we're at. This is what we're doing. There's recklessness. There's recklessness. We need to embrace this. Why? Because we need to see people as lost. We need to see people as lost. Say, preacher, let me just remind you. <coughs> as you pray, you understand. And none of this new. The Bath School Massacre, 1927. Man stole, pirated dynamite, dynamite-type explosives from World War I surplus. He planned it for days. <clears throat> he wired, they estimated, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of dynamite in the bottom of the school. The day before, the day before, he murdered his wife, he burned down his farmhouse, and he painted a sign. Criminals are made, not born. The next day, he made sure that hundreds of gallons of gasoline were in a cauldron in the basement of the school in case the dynamite failed to go off on its trigger. It did, and of course, it took the accelerant as well. The most fatalities ever in a school situation. And the man signed his own work. Bath School Massacre in Michigan. Why do you talk about that? Because I don't want us to remember that lost people are lost people. And that violence is violence. And wickedness is wickedness. And it doesn't diminish at all what happened this week at Uvalde. But every lost person needs to hear the truth. And they need to respond to the truth. And we, and we, we need to quit being political about some of this stuff. And we need to be spiritual about some of this stuff. 
Man, they need the gospel. They need to be saved. They need to understand what it is because hardness and darkness and deadness and recklessness. We need to understand this. You understand this. How can we not live like this? How can we not live like this? We are to think differently. We are to respond to the truth differently. And we are to act differently. We're to think differently. Oh, God, help us to think differently. Help us to get our view from the Scripture. Help us not quit getting our view from social media. How many of you are ready for folks to quit being social media, social media gurus, right? Man, let's get back to the Scripture. Let me, again, we're going to pray for Uvalde and all. And if you, some of you are looking at me kind of sideways, I'll talk to anybody after the service. I want to help you if you think I've misspoke here. We're to think different. We're to think differently. And we're to respond to the truth differently. We hear the truth. We say, yes, Lord. Are all men are lost? Yes. All men to be saved? Yes. Do you die for all men? Yes. And we grieve. And we understand. But we evangelize. I said it like this. I think that the law is critical. We've got to get people back to, this is what the Ten Commandments say. This is what it is. Should I, should I live with somebody who's not my spouse? No. Why? Because you shall not commit adultery. No sexual sin. Should I murder? No. Thou shalt not kill. Should I be greedy? No. Don't envy. Should I steal? No. On and on it goes. Should I say OMG and drop F-bomb? No. You are not to profane the name of the Lord your God. You're not to take His name in vain. You will give an account for every idle word. The law is critical. It's not my opinion. It's what the Bible says. The law is critical. Evangelism is imperative. Evangelism is imperative. What we do Saturday, average age for somebody coming to Christ now, is under, under 13. Almost 70% of those in the United States who said they made a decision for Christ did so before they're 13. Largest mission field in the world right now is not, <coughs> is not a geographic area. Excuse me, the United States is not a geographic area as much as a demographic area. We must reach people with the gospel. It's important. Moms and dads, grandma and grandpa, take their children to church. Hear the word of God. Come to Christ early because they get so hard from the onslaught that they become resistant and then hostile to the truth. Evangelism is imperative. What we do Saturday is mission critical. And don't forget, life change is possible. There's a whole bunch of people in Ephesus who were a mess. Absolute mess. And God changed their life. Let me help you. I'm looking around the room. There's a whole lot of people in here. Your life was a mess. And God changed your life. And a whole lot of people in here, you know folks whose life is a mess. And guess what God wants to do? He wants to change their life. He wants to change their life. Just like He changed yours. Just like He changed mine. Don't, don't act like them. We got that verse coming up. Put on. Put on the new man. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything can be different because of what Jesus did. Everything is different because of what Jesus did. And if things are not different right now, if you've backslidden on the Lord, today's a great day. You know, my heart's getting hard. I laugh at what I shouldn't. I rejoice at what's wicked. I'm greedy, not generous. Whatever it is, life change is possible. Don't act like pagans. Don't live like them. There is to be difference in our lives. Would you pray with me right now? Our heads are bowed just for a moment. You've listened so well, and there's been a lot of, <coughs> a lot of folks in and out, and, and uh, so thank you for listening, hanging on.
you're here and you're going, you know what? I ain't done all the stuff you talked about, but I, I sure, I sure get that about my heart. And maybe you're here and you're just as, and you're as offended as you can be. That may be God's conviction. Say, I'm talking to you. You have resisted the truth. You have rejected the truth. You have ignored the truth. And nobody stays neutral. And you're so far away from where you ever thought you'd be spiritually, 